weird. All right. Uh, do you want to read the intro? This is the last show that we're going to do the our, we're going to do the archivos. I think I think he actually pronounces it archivos. But archivos. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. Whatever. Well, I'm Latin. I'm right, Spanish. Right, right. Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, we'll work with it. So. Archivos. Sorry, Archivos. dude. Archivos. Uh-huh. Okay, it's better I do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Already. Uh, okay. This show brought to you by Archivos. HTTPS colon slash slash www.archivos.digital. Helping organize and manage your original and fan fiction stories. And by Audible. Get a free audiobook when you sign up today. Audibletrial.com slash sci-fi diner. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Hello, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. I am Thor! <laughs> no, I'm M. Zero Garcia. Yes, we did, tonight we're doing an interview with Thor himself, herself, and uh, welcome to the show, Thor. You're welcome, <laughs> yeah. but I'm here. Uh-huh. Now, Where, where's your hammer? Uh, hammer you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> It's in teeny tiny pieces. No, it is. It is. Oh my so god, do- the movie was so good! I know. We're going to do our Thor review tonight. It's going to be awesome. So. <laughs> Just in case no one. Could yeah, in know. case you didn't figure that out by now, we're doing the <laughs> Thor. And in case you didn't watch Thor before this episode comes out, you may want to wait because we will not refrain from spoiling it. So. I will spoil the bejesus out of this. That's right. The bejingles, the bejangles, and the olives it. Yeah. Am you're just on the fence about this. Yes. I will tell everyone how Superman shows up at the end. Oh, no, that's it's next great. week. <laughs> 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 Everybody knows Superman's going to show up at the end of Justice League. He Blah. has to. He has to. But I have my tickets for it already. Anyway. Of course. Before. <laughs> I'm sure you have other things you'd like us to start talking about. Oh, sure. Before like what am? Yeah, like what am? Hi guys. Hi. Like uh let me think. What's new in my sci-fi world? Thor. Is that what you're going to ask? Thor. Thor. Um a lot of a lot of the CWs really really enjoying Flash. Supergirl, you can tell Kevin Smith is totally involved in this show because it's good. Uh, <laughs> Arrow, Arrow is actually pretty good. I'm really happy. But um, the thespians of Netherlands, no, the superheroes of not before, no, um, the Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, that one, yes. Just I, I watch it for continuity. Um, it's it's you keep, frustrating. You it? keep telling yourself oh, yeah. that. Um, keep telling yourself that. Well. <laughs> So it's not that bad. So the guy who gets all like filled up with steel, he's actually really funny. And they've started letting like really writing him funny. So that's really good. And then um, this last episode where Ray goes back and meets little Ray and that just because Brandon Routh is always going to be Superman for me. So watching him is just it's really I like what he I, I enjoy what he does with the character because he's just chipper and positive and very Superman-like. Like, if I believe in myself, I know I can do it. It's refreshing and adorable. Well, now, so this seems to be like a almost, you have a little bit of um, redemption yeah. for this show. I mean, I don't know how to word it, but, but you know, two weeks ago you were like, oh, yeah, hmm, Legends of Tomorrow, oh, terrible. Watching uh, if well, not terrible. That No, that was in Humans. I don't oh. know. Like Miles had mentioned it too. Like it's 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 that kind of like humans, I'll just get through it, right? Right. Yeah, I, I'm not liking. I'm I'm watching it also, but what I'm finding frustrating about it is just our legends are. It just seems like a 
bunch of incompetent idiots. I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. and I mean, I can handle the fact that they're dysfunctional, they make mistakes, but it just seemed it's taking it to a new level, and it's yeah. Um, I, so it, it's just a little frustrating to watch. I agree. I agree. That's that's the perfect. You put it. You put it correctly, properly. Yeah. Well, I'm not watching it. So, so I have no voice. But I'm watching. But I. But yeah, I'm still watching it for continuity. And there are there are some good moments in it. Uh, the, there was one episode where Victor Garber's character said, "He says I'm not going to get on the Titanic. The person who designed it should be shot." And that's just played the guy who designed the Titanic in the Titanic movie. Um, oh my gosh! <gasps> I didn't realize that. <laughs> Almost twenty years ago. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, that that's a good line. I gotta say that. That's that's that that's that's funny stuff. I did not realize that. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, anything else? Um, uh, Gifted is good. They. Uh, what else am I watching? Inhumans. I'm by. Look, I'm taking a bullet for you guys. You it's getting a little bit better, but not really. And then Discovery, of course, is like I want to make out with that show. I like it so much. All right. Well, we'll give you a moment. Out. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> hey guys, what's in your sci fi world? Are you watching Orville yet? Oh, I've been one. I love Orville. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. Super cool. Yeah. It's going where Star Trek, I don't think, could because Gene Roddenberry left such a strict rule about everything is wonderful. Right. And this one pushes the limits, and I like it. Yeah, very good. I like it. Are you watching it? I am. And we'll talk about it. Miles, why don't you go ahead and uh, talk about what's on in your side of the world. So I'm still watching um, The Gifted. I'm really liking that show. Um, Stranger Things came back on Netflix, and I had to resist the urge to not binge watch it. But I've still found myself – I only have one more episode left to watch. Uh, it was a <laughs> nine-episode uh, season. Um, it's, it's great. I love it. Um Love the world. That, love love to go back to the '80s, all the '80s references, and and it's still a very well written, written show. Mm. Um, caught up on the Orville. Caught up on Star Trek Discovery. I'm liking it. Um, not caught up on my CW shows just because of my work schedule and the newer sh new, newer shows are, are more inter interesting to me right now. Um, but on hiatus soon, so I'll be able to catch up on CW shows. Yeah, it makes sense. Are you yeah. reading anything, Miles? I'm not reading anything sci-fi really at the moment. Um, I'm waiting for uh, another Star Trek novel to become available to download. Uh, in a couple of weeks, there'll be a new one ready to download to buy. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, as as all of you said, you know, you're watching Orville. I think Orville probably is one of my favorite shows right now. the The episode that, like, not this past episode, which was good, but the one before that where they were, like, liking and disliking stuff, an entire judicial system like that. Majority and, rule. Yeah, that was yeah, a great episode. Just, I mean, talk about something that when you look at our society and everything is, like, a popularity contest. Holy Hannah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I thought, wow, we, you talk about, you know, people, you look at Orville and say, well, this is nothing but, you know, just f funny stuff. But uh, Seth MacFarlane is, you know, this He's is... this the envelope is, here. Yeah, this is, this is like... You know, classic Trek, you know, really with a deep message for our society and making this thing, you know. Yeah, his episodes are really many morality plays. Yeah, they're they're yes. they're, they're thought provoking and and yeah, yeah, you get the little humor here and there, but he's really I mean, the past couple episodes, that's that's kind of laid off a little bit. I mean, there's a little bit like in the in the episode the the uh like just like episode as I call it, you know, the guys you get in trouble for grinding a statue, but that's like the worst part of it when you want to get about when you talk about like the body humor in it. So. Right. I mean, there's some behavior. There's a couple of one-liners and stuff. Like, but the overall, they they pull you out of so it's not super dark. They pull you out, and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. Just as kind of a reminder of yeah, it's Seth MacFarlane. Right. Right. <laughs> but I, but I, but I, but I like it, um, and I'm liking Discovery, and uh, sad that we're gonna have the finale next week. So, yeah. wait, there's only it's not. Is it ten, oh, ten episode? Is that right? I didn't know it was gonna end. I, it came fast. I mean, yeah, uh, that's, I what, thought... that's that's why I felt about it. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. So I don't I just, want to talk about it anymore. That's gonna yeah. make me well, sad. But the, the good thing oh. is both Orville and Discovery have been renewed for second season. So there's. That. I can see why Discovery is going to be. It's it that can't be an inexpensive show to make. Yeah. So that they they both been renewed, and so uh, that's good. So very good. Enough uh, reading. I just for... I just love Michael Burnham. I love that character. Oh yeah, she is very cool. Well, it says there's 15 episodes on IMDb. Like I'm sitting here kind of mad. Maybe it's both seasons that it's looking at. I don't know. Uh, um, I, 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 I was hold on. Un, I was under the impression from. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was under the impression from the way they touted. They said season finale coming next week. Maybe it's just a winter hiatus or, or could be. something. Because it said, well, IMDb could be wrong. Um, January 14th, 2018. Episode 10. Episode 11, 12, 13. Like it starts back up in January and has a 15 episode run in season one. Oh, and you, there's not much detail about season two. You uh, maybe you, they're just doing mini arcs. Yeah, maybe. Well, let me see. Actually, they have season one and then season two up at the top. Right, IMDb. but if you look, if you click on season one, you will see 15 episodes. Oh, maybe it's just like not season finale, but maybe it's just like fall finale. Oh, maybe. Maybe that's what they. Maybe I wasn't like listening. they're renaming it. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. I love it, and um, it's gonna be. It's going to be very hard not to have it around. Yeah, well, we, maybe we have five more episodes left. So, uh, well, Lord knows I'll watch the, I'll just watch it over and over and over and over. What's yeah. going on in my sci fi so, world? Go ahead. What else is going on in your sci fi world there, well, kiddo? What else? Uh, so, I'm still reading Inheritance for the second time. That's the Aragon book, and I'm almost through it. And then I'm going to be moving on to Ahsoka, Star, Star Wars novel that I've been banking and holding on to. Really looking forward to reading Andy Weir's new book. From the guy that wrote The Martian. His, his yep. new book's out this month. I cannot wait. And so I'm stoked about that What's one. What's that one called? Uh, that one's called Moon. No, it takes place in the moon. It's not called that. Ar- Artemis? Is it called Artemis? Artemis. Artemis. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. named after that game I play. Right, right, right. Well, it's not named after. I can only think about... I, I can only think about... Um, Artemis is in Ready Player One, right? Already missed, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, okay, well. So I figured uh, they're related. <laughs> this is a sequel. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I am looking forward to that coming out. Uh, uh, the other thing I did this weekend, besides Thor, of course, is they did a limited release of Pokemon I Choose You, the new Pokemon movie. And, oh, yeah. And uh, so took my son up there. We were stoked. We were first showing... Everyone's dressed as Ash and Pikachu and, you know, all these kids and all these adults up there just absolutely loving it. And some big spoilers in that. I mean, Pikachu actually talked for the very first time. More than just Pikachu. Yeah, exactly. You did a pretty good job with that, ma'am. So. I'm really proud of my Pikachu. You should. I but, do but... angry Pikachu. Pikachu! Like, I'm... I feel like it's a skill I can keep forever. It is. It is. You, that that that'll land you a ton of acting jobs. You should you should use that in your sure. like, demo reel. But sure, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but went and loved Shaking it. My and... head no at the microphone, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Sorry, keep going. It, no, it was it was it was really good, and it of course is two weeks ahead of them releasing Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, so it's kind of a promo. I can promote the game and you get like a free download code and all those things. And of course we went up to uh, go see that and partake of that. So it was very cool. Very cool. So nice. Yeah. It was a nice time with my son. And so really cool with that. Uh, that's it. He's He's such a neat kid. He is He's super fun. He is very fun. So he's currently going through Harry Potter, the fifth Harry Potter book for the second time. And nice blow is blowing through the hunger games and, ton of other things but do you ever read the graphic oh. novels uh the graphic novel bones no uh and there's no. a it's by, i want to say jeff smith is the guy that wrote it um and then there's another one called amulet it's also coming out but so he he, he blew through those hey, series but go random ahead random question did, he, did either of you guys see the movie valerian 
and the city of a thousand planets. Um, it no, but it uh, mildly I, I, looked interesting. I'm just curious if it's worth it, like watching it. Was well, it on like Netflix? Yeah, it's rentable on um, like for ninety nine cents on iTunes. Oh, that's not bad. Watch but, it, wa- wa- take one for the team again, Em, and let us know. Yeah, if someone if someone Patreons it, I'll watch it. Oh, there we go. If we get another Patreon <laughs> if supporter. Someone finances the dollar, right? Or right. like three dollars, whatever it costs to rent it, I'll we, I'll fall on that. Sword. We should do a Valerian review show. No, the next one's gonna be Justice League. So forget that. Right. We're gonna, next, Justice the, League. The, 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 ne- the next show is gonna be why Justice League is better than the Avengers. Got it. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I went in. I, I'm going in there with very low expectations. Well, maybe you'll be whelmed. So, well, well let's save that for the next episode. Because right absolutely. now, speaking of movies, I expe- I had low expectations for. I am so glad I was wrong about Thor. Yeah, it was amazing. So wh- why don't you start us off? Tell tell us about Thor. Adam. It was amazing. Okay, was really done. Amazing. Nice show. It started off like. I don't like that Thor is always kind of a punch monkey. <laughs> He's just, but, and he, if I hark, if I go back to the original movie where he's a cocky, just royal pain in the, you know what? It, it, it serves him to like make jokes and be funny and have bravado and blah, blah, blah. So that, that opening scene where he's talking to the dude who's supposed to bring Ragnarok, hold, hold on. I'm, I'll, I'll come around. I'm, not even doing anything it's just it's just doing this on its own i <laughs> was in tears it was just so funny just what no hold on i'm coming around again just you know i just wait a minute because i feel i felt we were connecting there and then when he you know drops his super balls line and holds out his hand and and mjolnir hasn't come yet <laughs> he's like oh no i didn't i didn't time that right uh now it's it's just very honest. It's very Marvel. It's very Joss Whedon-y. It it just you start out in the middle of the story and it's great. I had it. I love it. I I really by far the funniest. The funniest of the of the giant pile of movies in in the MCU now. Right. Well, you know, so you mentioned that it's Whedon ass. Whedon obviously doesn't didn't have his hand in this one, right? But it, it plays out very much like what the first Avengers movie, where he did have his hand in it. That sort of comedy, that sort of comedic timing. Right. I would say whoever wrote the film probably took some um, lessons from Joss Whedon because the the dialogue in this movie was incredible and clever. Mm. There was just, it was even, so you had story, story, story. And then those little human-y moments where they had the great, where he would interact with each character. And, you know, as soon as we got to the, I know him, he's a friend from work. That, <laughs> it just, I, I it, it moved so well. I'm not a huge fan of, of Jeff Goldblum's, but. I felt that he did. He was very Jeff Goldblumy in this movie. Yes, very much so. Very much so. But I liked him as I liked him as, I liked him as the Grandmaster. He worked for me. Yeah, just and the when he when he goes back to Asgard and they're having and the play the play of Loki's demise with friggin' Matt. Um, oh God, I'm forgetting his name. Matt Damon playing loki <laughs> i mean come on and he's uncredited which because if uh, we're in the theater and i'm looking it up and he's uncredited just all of that was so good <laughs> and then it was a hemsworth it was luke hemsworth who played thor it was the less the, the lesser brother the brother that's least known um he played he just looked a little too hems he looked a little too much like thor and he looked a little too familiar but you know, I'd looked at him. I was like, well, "That guy." So when we looked on my phone, we're like, "Ah, oh, it's a Hemsworth." <laughs> it was, and then Sam Neill as as um, 
Odin. Odin. Oh, yeah. so good. That's too safe. Go get help. I'll get help. The whole play. It was just ridiculous. Oh. And I groaned, but it was funny. Hmm. It was so good. So, so good. I'm get, I could keep talking and just relay the whole movie all over again, but well, we could do that. But... You guys, I, I'll zip it. Go, <laughs> Miles. How about you? Well, your impression of the movie initially, and then we can maybe get into some other things here. It had a very interesting. I'm very, it had a very interesting uh, theme with. I don't know, kind of like take, taking things from the '80s as far as the uh, music, ver, a lot of a lot of synth. Um, a lot of even some of the um, um, I'm lacking the words at the moment, but um, when they show a, a banner, but they do it in a sort of 80s style as far as when they first um, promote the movie. So that was really cool. I like that. Made good use of Led Zeppelin's um, a Hammer of the Gods song. Um, we only heard it twice, but it was it was enough. Uh, we we saw it in the opening when Thor battles uh, Surtur, and um, in in the uh, climax of the movie, uh, good use of that song. I thought um, the Hulk was more of a character because he talked, mm -hmm. he talked a bunch of times. I mean, he had conversations with Thor. Um, I thought I thought that was interesting. I put um, quotes around the word conversations. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, as much as the Hulk can have a conversation, it was he didn't talk much in the in the movies, and this time he was a character. He, he was right, absolutely, just just destroying things and and smashing things. It was he was pissed off at times. Um, so so that that was cool. Um, I thought, um, yeah, there was a lot of comedy in this, and it was done in the right places. But uh, there was there was a bunch of there was a lot there was a lot a, a fair amount of loss in this movie. Also, uh, I, I don't really the two characters' names, but we saw them in the other two Thor films. Uh, they get killed off. Um, Bolstog and um, what's his and the other dude. The Asian too. Very quickly. I mean, just um, as soon as Hela gets to uh, Asgard, she just uh, goes started. to town. Yeah. Um, and we 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 finally, you know, Odin finally passes um, in a very dramatic way uh, in this film. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 Thor himself, uh, he he loses an eye in battle. Uh, doesn't grow back. It's just. Um, it, 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 interesting they sort of changed his look right. uh he's from he has long blonde hair and then he, he's his hair's cut and he and, he, and he and he's missing an eye at the end that's fairly consistent with the comic books though the eye thing mm. well that is true that is true i liked Hera. kate blanchett did a great job with Hera. oh huh. yeah yeah i think she, she looked like she was having fun in this film yeah. So she, do you know, she took the role because her kids were like, are you kidding me? They're huge, huge fans. And so she didn't really know much about Thor. She didn't know much about the character. She's like, all right, I'll do it. My kids are excited about it. That's and, just, and that I is kind of that. funny. That's funny. And it's great to see like the, when actors do that sort of thing. So that, that's very cool. Very cool. So, you know, I many of the reasons uh, I, I liked it for the same reason that many of you did, uh, you know, and Loki, again, continues to shine as one of the great antiheroes. Um, you know, he's the uh, he's he's a villain, but not really. And now it's kind of on Thor's side, sort of. And um, so I don't know which way the wind blows. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, you know. <laughs> I, I do have a Loki is always out for Loki. I exactly. There's, and I mean, he was ready to kind of align himself to Hela, and then discovered like, oh my God, this this is she's she's does she cares she has no f's to give about anybody but herself, and then 
like he aligned himself with the the master dude and like he he's he's all about self-preservation i think this this exchange spells loki to a t uh bruce asks says to him last time we saw you you were trying to kill everyone what are you up to these days and loki says it varies from moment to moment Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's true. It is a little bit problematic, though, for Loki, because, you know, first of all, you have um, this egotistical guy that wants to destroy the world, take over the universe. Right. And but now he doesn't. And, and there seems to be a shift and he seems to be sort of kind of like the trickster Loki. That's typically, you know, in the in the in Viking mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's not he's not consistent. And at times, it you know, whenever time every time you see Loki, sometimes it seems like Marvel doesn't quite know what to do with him. Mm. But he's good. You have to have him there. Well, you, no, no, no crap. Because I, you know, I if I, you know, if there's one reason I want to, I would watch this movie again. Loki would be a reason because he's he's phenomenal and he's funny. He's great to watch. But there's not a huge amount of consistency between the movies that he appears in. Oh yeah, he's he's um, he's helping you one minute, and he's sticking a knife in your back the next. It's um, yeah, you, you just never know. King yeah. of self-preservation. Yeah, and uh, and I, I and I do like it, but I I wouldn't say that Loki's really evolved as a character. He's just kind of fun to watch. So yes, he is just kind of a foil. Yes. You know, just he's there to cause trouble. Just, yeah. you know, like things are going, eh, things are going too well. Let's just have a little trouble. Yeah. And I enjoyed the Doctor Strange moment where all of a sudden oh, yeah. Loki. Well, I love that they got there. They went down to Earth and he's like, you know, you put our father here and then two people stop Thor for a selfie and he does a goofy <laughs> selfie and Loki's rolling his eyes. And then all of a sudden Loki disappears and Dr. Strange, that little clip there with Thor and just the running around, like make like when he kept transporting him, could you stop that please? And then when <laughs> they bring Loki back and he just thunk on the floor. I have been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I looked at the screen and there's, Benedict Cumberbatch and there's Chris Hemsworth and then there's um oh my god I'm forgetting his name this is bad bad Tom, host bad. Um, Tom Hiddleston Tom Hiddleston <laughs> just the three like really great strong okay so Chris Hemsworth isn't really a strong actor he's strong but like there's he's Thor, he's Thor, he's strong on the screen together and that made me so happy oh yes no doubt. Newly married Tom Hiddleston too. Oh, who'd he marry? I don't know, but there women are weeping across the, <laughs> across the stars. Yeah, and men perhaps. Yeah, I'm perhaps too. You know. But oh wow, yeah, we well, you know oh. it certainly, and it was great to see Benedict Cumberbatch in there. It obviously ties it into Doctor Strange a little bit. Yeah. So it connects the universe. It, it does. does. It does. Well, and even them searching for the Infinity Stones at the very beginning is kind of that tie-in. So mm-hmm. yeah. So we do get that. Uh, so you know, in, in Ragnarok, we have these two storylines. We have the Asgard storyline, and then we have the uh, Game Planet. You know, you know, storyline. Mm. Um, and you kind of are back and forth between them. Yeah. What are these storylines for you guys? Well, one of them. Did you like one better than the other? Did you feel like they played together well? I mean, what do you, what do you think? Uh, the the storyline with the whole game planet, I mean, it was an obstacle to overcome. Right. But it provided some great, I mean, the fight scenes between Hulk and and, and Thor were, were fantastic to watch. Um, and there's a great um, callback or homage to the first Avengers movie when Hulk grabs Thor and just throws him back and forth a few times and Loki jumps up and goes, yes, now you know how it feels because that's <laughs> what the Hulk did to Loki in, in uh, uh, the Avengers movie. Just grabs him by the cape and just throws him back and forth you know, several times and uh, Hulk does it to Thor also. It's... 
pay. It yeah. was a great moment. Now you know it feels so good. <laughs> I liked the and then the realization on on Thor's face of okay when he tries to do that sun's going down buddy like that part where he was trying to be all you know black widow and get him to calm down and that i i thought to myself immediately was oh oh now i see why so when he puts his hand in and all the that moment of there is no way i recognize that this is no longer bruce banner that this is hulk and i need to get to banner so let's do this and there's a little bit of loki in 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 thor i think because he was trying to do like sun's going down he was just saying what he was placating banner and hulk just to get what he wanted and then he really started as the movie went on started to care like this is my friend and then you know if he hulks out again he might not come back and he told Banner, "Just get on the boat, on the ship. Don't don't hulk out." There was there was some actual character growth in in Thor in this movie. Like, now we find we find out that the the that Banner's been Hulk for two years. Yeah, and poor wow. Banner's like a babbling idiot for the first ten minutes he's on the screen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he's trapped inside Hulk, so. Or he, I guess, yeah, but like getting to be himself again. I know, just exactly. Quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's lost his orientation of who he is. Yeah. But then I guess it was in, oh, well, like one of the big Valkyrie. So getting to meet one of the Valkyrie. Um, when they're in her apartment and the two, they put it like they just kind of stopped being idiots, both Banner and, and Thor. And they start speaking on terms like their their scientific mythological language, like their magic language. But what's magic to Thor is science to Banner. And they go, "No, we need to do this and have this and blah blah blah." And it was a it was a nice little like let's do this team up moment for them. That's when they really teamed up. Mm-hmm. And then the joke about who is this team? Do you have a name? Uh, well, the the revenges. Revengers. Yeah, we're we're getting classic. you know revenge. We don't we don't need a team. Yeah, we don't need a name. Yeah, I do like revenge. the Valkyrie. I mean, Tessa Thompson is absolutely incredible as an actor. Yeah, um, I love her portrayal oh, yeah. of it. Um, she's charming. She's funny. Um, and there's uh there's a lot of she there's a lot of times where she almost uh steals the scene. Mm. Yeah. I did figure out I knew she was a, an Asgardian when she yeah. landed and she one dude came running after her and she just flung him across the trash pit. She I knew she was a I knew she was a an Asgardian. I didn't didn't think to myself it could have been a Valkyrie. I don't know why I didn't put but it's nice to have another solid female character. And we're like I don't the only reference to Sif was during the play where Matt Damon goes, go get help and I'll go get help. And then she's gone. The only thing you can think of is because she was filming blind. The actress was filming blind spot. She couldn't get out of her contract Mm. to go and film this. But it also like, I wonder if they're saving her. Like she was on agents of shield. Maybe she'll pop back in for that. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and uh, you know, one of the things that, you know, when I look at, like, villains of the uh, film, I, I do like Jeff Goldblum as, as a villain. Yes. Um, and he's, he's, he's uh, we mentioned this casually before, but he's so Jeff Goldblum. The he, the hems, the haws <laughs> that are, that, that are, class, well, you know, and, and he, you know, he, he explains, like, my, I picture, whenever I see Jeff Goldblum, I'm picturing him explaining how they're going to plant the virus on the sh- mothership in, you know, Independence Day. Yes. You know, and that's yes. classic Goldblum. And, and, uh, and this is, you know, this is him. And this is him. This is I'm glad they gave him this role as Grandmaster, because he mm. he carries it out. And um, I don't know. I don't know that he's I, he might be my favorite villain in this in this in this movie. I don't know. What do you guys think? He was 
definitely the the funny the, the funnier, funnier villain. The funnier villain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, so we need to talk about Carl Urban. We oh get, yes. We get to see him. So Bones he, is in this show. That's right. I feel like they kind of wasted that character. He was just Captain Bravado, and then you ruined my date, and then I didn't get him. I didn't understand why he was even there. I mean, it's Carl Urban. Uh, he can be anywhere. Right. He's very talented. He's very handsome. He's very funny. But right. the character of Scourge, I just didn't get it. Uh, I, I, I got Hella needed uh, somebody to, uh, you know, betray the Asgardians, and then the story needs somebody to redeem himself even if he has to you know die doing so right this uh, feels forced that be, that may have been a little forced yeah yeah did he die he did yeah oh oh well yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah so you know uh who's the who's the uh, director is it um the uh is it taki watiti is that the guy that wrote it and not the road it he uh, directed it. Who is the director I for this film? So. Hold on. I should. Yes. Yeah. So, so he actually, he actually, he's known for his comedy. First of all, he does uh, some of his other films are very comedic, and so it's no wonder that Ragnarok comes off as funny. Um, and this actually, in a lot of ways, works better as a comedy than it does a superhero movie, although it has those elements. He- he directed it. I don't see him as the writer. No, he didn't write it. He did not. Right. Okay. Um, it was written by, I just saw it right here. Give me a second. I had it. Da, 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 da. Oh, Eric Pearson and Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost. Um, there were some complaints I saw about the script being kind of muddied. Like, if you really think about the script itself. It's a little messy, yeah. Yeah, it's a little messy, but... The comedy almost overshadows it. But by the way, the director, little side note, the director wrote himself into the script. He's one of the rock monsters. Yeah, he's oh, Korg. Yeah. yeah, he's Korg. So Korg, yeah. Yeah, so it was re- it was really funny. Hey guys. <laughs> and I think that's kind of I don't know his work, but that must be like some sort of catchphrase of his or something that he says a lot because the the volume of laughter that like people didn't just go oh haha because it sounds funny but like true chortling laughing of people recognizing that voice and those words and in that way that it made a difference that it was important so it was i was really pleased with that that like he had a little it took me a minute to realize when i looked i was like wait he's the director and he's the rock guy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he is. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else he's done that I would know. I mean, he's done some super superheroes. He did. He actually. Was he the he was in Green Lantern. Yeah, he was in Green Lantern. He, he didn't direct that one, though, did he? No, no, that was Martin Campbell. But, um, yeah, so he's he kind of does acting and that, and, and I guess some directing. But and... some of the interviews I've seen with him, I didn't get to do a lot of a lot of research for our show today, but I did see a little clip of him on Instagram. They did uh, um, the Nerdist had interviewed him really quickly, mm. and. He just he was the funniest guy, so I I'm glad that they put someone who gets who gets comedy and that kind of timing because it was just good. Right, I was right. really happy. Yeah, so he, he definitely carries it. The comedy is definitely carried here. Mm. So, well, what else do we? What else can we talk about? The music we talked about. We liked the music. It was uh, beautiful. Yeah, it was. Uh, who wrote that music? And- I just had it here. That was not Mark, just the Mark... music, but like the film itself. Cinema, yeah. like now with my new like Blu-ray 4K eyes. Yep. Like it was 
gorgeous. Yeah. So the cinematography gorgeous. done by Javier uh, Aguirre. Well, I can't pronounce the guy's name. Um, oh, no, no. Yeah. So you, you maybe um, look it up and pronounce it for me because I can't do that one. And then, but <laughs> the guy that did the score was Mark Mothersbaugh, and it was actually great. I mean, it's it's just like a synthwave dream listening to it. This might be a soundtrack that would be worth owning, actually. Or at least looping on YouTube. Oh, yeah. At least looping on YouTube for a while. But, <laughs> but, because <laughs> Cinematography. Javier Aguirre-Sarobe. Wow, the that's even a big name for me. Aguirre-Sarobe. Oh, yeah. See, that's why that I hiccuped cool on it. Name. That is Where's a cool this name. dude from? I don't know. He's from Spain, from País Vasco. Yes. Oh, he's Basque. Yeah, there he is. But... People are amazing. Yeah, but um... he's from my part. Of... He's from my dad's part of the world. Oh yeah. Anyway, going back. Yeah. So what? what um, I say yeah. Um, I liked the reveal of Valkyrie. Yes. I liked going back. I liked the story of you know Asgard is its people, not a place. And Asgard is destroyed. So. I would like to know what happened to the to what's his name um to Surtur 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 whatever the horn guy oh yes like after, you know my my his his whole meaning for life is to destroy Asgard well he did now what yeah <laughs> no more yeah. meaning like what now what's next dude. Uh, I don't know. Yes, like, uh, it's, it's, it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> That's what revenge will get you. A whole lot of nothing. Revenges, because we do revenge. Oh, yes. Don't you? You these want are, revenge, the, don't you? These are the revenges. But... So, at the end of the movie, the, the, this, it's it's fortunate that the Asgardians have this giant starship that they can transport all its people, but... um. When you get close to Earth, there's an, there's that other ship. What what do you think that other ship is? Thanos. Thanos. Okay. Thanos. Yeah, I think it's Thanos' ship. Yeah. Well, um, there's uh oh what? Hang on here. Um, I was reading a little bit about this, too. Um, I mean there is, a, and we don't really see. Remember that so. First of all, remember that Loki has a tie with Thanos. Yeah. Um, we saw that in one of the Avengers movie with the te the, the Tesseract, right? Uh, which, in fact, we see the mm -hmm. Tesseract actually in Ragnarok, if you noticed. Yep. So, yep. So he was the, in Odin's vault. Um, and so that's, so that's, so he does have some ties in with Thanos. Um We don't have a trailer for Infinity War yet, but apparently there was one that was shown at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, wow. Oh, wait. It begins with the Guardians of the Galaxy encountering Thor floating through space, the Asgardian being flung against the windshield. So that might tie into this whole encounter with this ship, hmm. I think is what the, uh, mm. what the question is for it. But I mean, um, it, this is classic Marvel throwing two snippets of film, you know, in at the credits. They're classic. Like now they spoil it because I want to. I sit through like every other credit and like I'm disappointed because they don't have something. So I like that they do a little something and that yeah. they put the little snip at the beginning. It, yeah. but the end is Spider-Man. Really, like that's the big fu. Like yeah. you know, anticipation. You know, when you're patient and it doesn't deliver. That. <laughs> exactly. I wonder if they're just getting tired of putting stuff at the end, but well, they started they, it. They, they did. They did it. They did it here again. And they, they did too. Although the second one's more of a a fun little thing with no real tie in to it doesn't seem to tie into the greater universe. Right. Like men like the also, one the one with Thor and the big ship they encounter. Obviously, they're like hinting at Infinity Wars. Right. Right. But, you know, this is just an excuse to have Jeff Goldblum back on. Oh yeah, that was a that was just a nice little funny. Yeah. So one of the I was just looking up the little trivia about about Ragnarok, the Thor's friend from work line about right. Hulk 
was suggested to Chris Hemsworth by a Make-A-Wish Foundation kid who showed up on the set the day the scene was being filmed. Oh. oh. That just makes me, it chokes me up. That's oh, super that, that makes it real good. And then my very, speaking to the, um, to the humor and the naturalness of the conversation, 80% of the dialogue in the film was improvised in order to create a, quote, very loose and collaborative mood, end quote, among the cast. That makes so much sense and makes it even better that they just kind of yammered. 80 percent. 80 percent was about 80 percent of the dialogue was just I'm sure that he gave him them notes like, right, this is this is where you need to go. And then they just kind of because, you know, like there are those moments where they're just talking over each other and just like. There's. I, I I've seen it twice and I'm blanking. I'm gonna have to go see it again. <laughs> Obviously, it's so so funny, and I ah oh, so good. And then the note about Kate Blanchett. Oh, so Kate Blanchett's oldest son told her to do the movie because it would be a career boost for her. <laughs> Clearly. He's not really aware of his mom's place in the cinematic world in general, no. but I respect that's a very kid thing to say. I like it. Yeah. Although they're saying that she is the first main villain, Kate Blanchett in the Marvel universe in the, I guess in the Marvel universe film to be female. Mm. Yeah. So, so, although they did have a, a main villain uh, from shield. Ages of Seal fourth season had one, but not in the film. Oh, here we go. So Sif was supposed to be in the film, but Jamie Alexander's shooting schedule of Blind Spot clashed with the film schedule. So they had her written out saying that she was on a mission during the time same time as Ragnarok. So at least like some of his original like four. Well, one of his original four is could have the possibility of coming back. Yeah. And then um, I would like to watch the motion capture of Mark Ruffalo oh, yeah. being, <laughs> being so I've, and of course the film's only been out like a couple days and oh. I already pre-ordered my digital copy. Of course. So I will be digging through that and the, and the, and I'm sure on the internet somewhere. There has to be video. I'm so sorry. This time change thing has screwed my sleeping schedule up. And yeah. I woke up at 4.30 yesterday. And then today I couldn't get myself out of bed until like 7.15, which was bad. <laughs> I, I found it interesting. This I saw this uh, come up when I was doing a little bit of research. This is the first film that Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum have appeared in since Jurassic Park. Wow. So that's wow. kind of cool. So that is kind of cool. Oh yeah. Um, um yeah, so uh, anything else you want to say about this film? We loved it. Uh, obviously go see it. We want to hear what you guys listening, you gals are listening, uh think about this film. But anything else we want to say about it before we move on into talking about how Thor is better than Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, hold on. I just found something else that's kind of neat. Okay. Four of the male cast have appeared in at least one Star Trek movie. Ooh. Carl Urban has been Dr. McCoy. Chris Hemsworth was George Kirk. Yeah, obviously. And Benedict Cumberbatch was Khan. Of course. And Idris Ilba was Kral. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was. It that just I didn't put that, that together. Cool. The only thing that made me giggle that I I was focused on was that Carl Urban and Kate Blanchett. I just kept thinking they were in Lord of the Rings together. <laughs> That's what popped into my head about that collective. There were some there were some good heavy hitters. I I was really happy with this. Yeah, it totally didn't suck. Yeah, well, there, <laughs> and you know what it is? All the different cameos from different people also kind of made this. We talked about that again, but it was just a. Made it a wonderful Oh my god, film. Matt Damon. I must have said it so loud because I just screamed, Matt Damon! 
Pac-Man is everywhere. Oh, my God. And I love... He's done that... He does that. His lifelong. Yeah, he does I'm that sorry. so often. No, he Go does. Ahead. He does that fairly often. Where he'll appear, he'll just appear in a movie. I'm like, oh, it's Matt Damon. I didn't know he was in this movie. It's just funny that his hetero life partner um, is Batman. I know. I know. <laughs> and now he's in Marvel. But I do have my i i I have a quickie sci-fi diner five in five moment. Um, why this is the best Thor of all the Thor movies. Yeah, well, there's no argument there. But go ahead. Uh, I think that t- a lot of people are agreeing with you on this already. Yeah, I mean, number five, 100% less Natalie Portman. <laughs> 100%. So wait, wait. You're saying that there's no Natalie Portman in this one? No, there's just a hint to it. And I love that. No, she didn't break up with me. I broke up with her. Just... <laughs> Oh, that's all. And I liked it. And they swept her on and moved on. Although in the comic book, she becomes she becomes Lady Thor. So uh, wait, I'm kind of hoping that's that, coming down the road. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, I like that it had an actual story that I cared about. I actually cared about everybody on the screen. And I think I think it was the addition of Hulk to have someone else I like. Just Thor is one thing, but to have some other Avengers, some other people who have a history with the dude other than Loki, yes, um, working with him was I, really nice. And, and I and I and Thor and Hawk go way back. I mean, oh yeah, you, I mean their their camaraderie. First Avengers I, movie, you have that kind of camaraderie there. But... The punch. Oh yeah, little... exactly. <laughs> I've forgotten about that till just now. Oh, it is. It's one of the, it's one of the best movies of that. You know, he's standing there and just like sidearms and pow, and he's like off. Yeah. The um, I have to. I have the the comic books earmarked on my digital library, um, with my Marvel membership um, to go back and read those because those have got to be good. Mm. Um, I that was that was number two or number four. Number three. Valkyrie. He was amazing. Yeah. And she had no F's to give or S's to give or any letter of the alphabet to give. She was who she was. She suffered what she suffered. And she just wanted to drink and fight and do and make money. And she found her place in the universe. But then, you know, with Thor, she she regained who she was. But to have a good, strong female character that didn't fall in love with him was great. Uh, number two, so much Loki. Tom Hiddleston is not given enough credit for his comedic acting. And it's nice to see Loki not just as the magician and the trickster. It's nice to see him as like, well, crap. I, uh, all right, I'll figure it out. Or, you know, when they point out that he's related to him and he's just sitting there on the couch, stunned and his eyeballs are wide open and I enjoyed, I especially enjoyed Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> and then it's hard not to enjoy him. Um, it's yeah. just hard not to. And then I feel like, then my number one reason that this is the best Thor, there was actual character development to who Thor is. Thor finally acquired his powers, like all the way, like really knew what to, didn't acquire, but knew what to do with them. You know, that whole moment of it was within you the whole time. The spirit of Christmas is within you the whole time. But to see Thunder, uh, Thunder, the god of Thor, <laughs> Thor, the god of Thunder, like truly being Thor. Right. And watching him become like he's still kind of a smart aleck, but now now he's ready for the throne. He doesn't want the throne, but he takes the throne because it's necessary because he needs to guide Asgard to a new safe place. Right. And it's it took three friggin' movies to get him there. He was starting to get there in the first movie because he learned humility by becoming a Midgardian. That's right. But now, but now he's arrived. Now he, I think he finally arrived. Like I feel like that whole second movie wasn't even necessary. You could go from. Well, you kind of need it because you need to know that Odin gets swept away. Right. But you could watch the first Thor, infer enough. About the second Thor from this third one. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So those are my... So number five, 100% less Natalie Portman. Number four, 
really had an actual story that I cared about. Number three, Valkyrie. Number two, all the Loki. I really, and number one was we actually have, I feel like we have Thor now. I feel like the real Thor is here and now he can join the Avengers and they're not going to just forget about him. Right. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Thor Ragnarok versus Guardians of the Galaxy, which is funnier. Funnier. Which is funnier to you? Funnier. Um, Thor Ragnarok is funnier. Really, Thor? How about for you, Miles? What do you think? I, I mean, I don't want to pit both those movies against each <laughs> other. I, I, I like them both tremendously. Um, I mean, I realized Last Guardians didn't resonate so much with Anne, but but it did with me. Um, I, you know, I, I can't say one film is less than the other one. I, I mean, you, you, you're almost comparing apples and oranges. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's and there's moments that shine in in both movies that maybe maybe like the you know when when Rocket Raccoon asked for the leg and stuff like that. This is absolutely hilarious. Um, I don't know. I think I, I think I'm with Ev. I think Thor might be just slightly funnier to me. But also, by the way, um, uh, Taika Watiti. He wrote Team Thor, those little shorts about why Thor wasn't in the Avengers. Oh. Did you ever see those where he's living in Australia with his friend Daryl? <laughs> okay. His flatmate Daryl. That's all not. he needs. I did not. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. You've not seen uh, you've have you seen them? I have not. No. No. <gasps> you have to oh, please. Step we're gonna stop and you guys are gonna uh, well, not really, because I want us to finish so I can go to bed. Right. Um <laughs> So when we're done, you guys should go look up Team Thor because it was a short at the end of one of the movies where, or no, they were released at um, Comic-Con like right before the second Avengers or right after the second Avengers. They were really funny. Yeah. Really funny. You aren't the only one yawning. Miles is over there yawning too. I know. We we both get up real early. You're preaching to the choir, babe. I know. Uh, Call me babe. I did. I did. Oh boy, that's a sign. That is... listeners. I'm going to apologize for my, for, uh, for Scott right now. See, now Miles is a Miles nice young man. I am a very cordial and adequately enjoyable person, but sometimes Scott. Oh, but Scott on the other hand. Scott on the other hand. Uh, but, well, we you should know, we'll love him. Yeah, we should wrap up this show. Uh, we appreciate yeah. you listening. <laughs> tonight on that note and uh we really want to hear your thoughts on thor ragnarok so uh shoot us an email uh drop us an audio clip uh message us on um facebook on the twitter we would love to hear from you and hear your thoughts on thor ragnarok and hey justice league's coming out what are you thinking about justice league Justice League. yeah so maybe the next uh two weeks from now we'll be uh talking about justice league huh oh we'll definitely be talking about it we can do a Justice League show. We're just going to become a movie review show. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. I know. Hey, we didn't get any smooth jazz Scott today. Well, was, you know, we could, we could go. I miss smooth jazz we, Scott. We could, we could go out of the show that way. So. Uh, no. Don't miss so, him that much. No, no. So, uh, <laughs> I see. I'm afraid if I bring that in, I'd put you both to sleep because you're both so tired. Smooth jazz guy. That's right. Anyway. So, Miles, why don't you go ahead and <laughs> take us out of the show? All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. Oh, yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs>